All that you need is in your soul. And you can do this, yes. oh baby. Faith Jackson. If you try. She is an amazing singer. And Kyle Truehill. You know, it's amazing when you see artists work together, and it's amazing when you see what can happen, you know, when you put two different types of. Uh, vocals together, the, some of the combinations you'll get. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. She's going to be on the podcast today. We're going to talk more about what's going on with Faith Jackson's world. And she is going to perform her song, Jesus and Jones. Yes, welcome. Welcome, everybody, to a highly anticipated episode of The Outlaw Process. I know it's been a little while. My apologies. Um, but we've got a really fun show today. Just want to say thank you to all of our Patreons and thank you for all of our supporters over there. Um, I love you guys so much. Um, I'm going to try to bring as much value as I can today. Um, we've got a really exciting episode here. we got Faith Jackson, a really close friend of mine, and, and her friend Kyle. And we're going to talk about her new adventure, some of the stuff that, you know, giga musicians have to deal with on a daily basis. You know, these are some of the things... Um, we're going we're gonna to dive into that. We're going to dive in doing it for what you love, doing it for why you do it. Why are you doing these things? You know, are you doing what you love to do? We're going to really dive into this on this episode of The Process. Yes. I want to welcome y'all to another episode of the Outlaw Process podcast. Today we got an amazing, an amazing guest on, a really dear friend of mine. Um, yeah, me and Faith, we've known each other for a while. A Why is it that every time we get together, it starts raining? I don't, you know what? That true story, true story. <laughs> you know, Booger Bottom calls, they, we have a joke running at Booger Bottom at Lake Blackshear, <laughs> that every time I play there, it rains. <laughs> so now all the farmers in that area, they're like, hey, can you call Faith? We've had dry weather for a while. We need it to rain. So I don't know what it is about me and South Georgia and rain. It rained like cats and dogs when we did the video. So. It has been amazing. And you have a fan base, a huge fan base. I didn't realize it, but oh my gosh, people <laughs> love you. Oh, well, I love them. I love them. You know what, um, Mike, I, I'll be honest with you. I started doing this when I was 22. Um, and I first set out doing this simply because I was going through a really hard time. If you read my bio, um, my marriage wasn't going great. My kids were super young. Um, I had lost one baby, um, was carrying another one, carried that child to about eight, I'm pretty close to eight months. And I lost that, I lost that baby. And it kind of took me over the deep end. I, I, I was at a point in my life where nothing at that point other than my kids made me feel too great and um i went out one night and it was karaoke excuse me it was karaoke and i got up and sang and just the response that i got from the crowd in a small karaoke room honestly opened up a part of me that i had lost and so i sat out doing it initially to make myself feel better um then as i continued to do it i realized it was something that i didn't want to lose again um, so I literally came home one day and told my husband at the time, I was like, in two weeks, I'm moving to Georgia. I found a producer in Nashville. He's listened to me. He thinks that I have a shot at making this, but I need to build a fan base, which means I need to go back home. So I moved from Colorado back to Georgia and started my band here in Georgia and built a fan base pretty, pretty quickly, which was really exciting for me. Um, but being a mom, having two kids, I moved here without my husband at the time, and I, I got criticism 
um, from some other moms telling me that I wasn't setting a great example for my kids because music was not a career that they needed to see me doing something more with myself, which anybody who knows me knows that I'm the kind of person, oh, if you tell me I can't, I'm absolutely going to, and I'm going to prove a point. So I, I, I looked at my kids one day, and I said, they're telling me I can't. I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to quit to show you that you can, and that no matter what you want to do in life, as long as you keep at it and you keep doing it and you love what you're doing, anything you want to do is possible. Um, everybody has different levels of what they consider to be successful. I, I personally, guys, I've had people tell me, well, when are you going to get your big break and you're going to be with a big label and be successful? And I, I kind of respond to that. Well, depends on what your level of success yeah. is because, success. right. And, and I think everybody's yeah. definition of success is individual. My definition of success is that um, I end up divorcing my husband. My two kids are now successful people on their own and living in Colorado, raising their own families. One's getting ready to go to college. One had already been in college. Um, all the while I was mom and I was single. And um, so to me, that's a level of success that if I was able to maintain doing what I love, especially on a, on a musician's pay, because anybody who's listening that's a musician, you know, yeah. it's not an easy life um, no. at all. So... Um, yeah, but I think, like, when you're talking about success, it was really just comes down to happiness. Yeah, absolutely. If you're happy, then yeah. you're successful. That's absolutely. Hey, fat. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Every day. All day. day. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. So how did y'all two meet? Oh, Faith and I met a long time ago. We, uh... We just celebrated our five-year friend anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this past weekend. Yeah, this actually, past July weekend. 2nd. Yeah. So we met each other. Um, this was. You were looking for a band, right? I was and, looking for a band. I had a, a tour to do. I was opening a festival in mm-hmm. Kansas, Junction City, yep. Kansas. I don't remember the name of the artist. You might remember, but uh, <laughs> I don't remember. And so I kind of put fillers out there. Said, "Here's the deal. This is what's going on." And yep. Kyle had a band that he was with at the time, so he had pretty much a ready-made, ready-to-go band, and uh, we hit the road in his car and took off. Yeah. No, we had two cars. We didn't even have a van or anything. We had two cars. Back in the day. Yeah. (laughs) Because I know you've been playing music for a while. A minute. We're not going to say how long because I don't want to age myself, but... It's it's been a while. Let's I mean, put it this way: my kids are twenty three and twenty four now. So. Well, I mean, even like when the first we started, like with the drums, that was kind of the first little. That was the, yeah, for, for sure. Right. Yeah, I think I black backlined uh, Outlaw Drum Kit or something like that. How we was, did. Yeah, that was definitely um, definitely definitely super cool. Yeah. So tell me, um, so tell me, what are y'all what's y'all what's y'all's plans? What are y'all doing right now? Well, we'll leave here, get some fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it's. Um, well, Faith and I, how do I, how do I put this? Faith has has her her plans and her trajectory, and um, now we work together, playing together not as often as we used to. It's kind of when we want to. Yeah. We, we play. Um, Kyle was playing for me quite a bit, um, and he had several people in his life encourage him to be his own artist yeah. and, and start his own music, which I'm so. You excited. were one of those people. Thank you. She was I'm, literally one of those people telling me, um, she heard me sing and she goes, why aren't you fronting? And I said, because I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> she was one of the people that encouraged me to do that. So he has his, um, 
he has actually uh, his own brand and his own music that he's putting out and of course i have mine but now we get to just play together yeah. for fun when we want to and it's nice yeah, yeah. that's kind of what makes it, isn't it? yeah because I mean, you ain't got to push it i think music flows so naturally when you don't push it is it, right? it's it's one of those things where like because it's not uh i'll always be passionate about drumming always as as long as i live it will be one of my biggest passions but because it's not my primary goal and my primary focus anymore when i can go out or when i have the time to go out i can be choosy and go i only want to play with my friends i only want to play with who i like faith is one of those people who she goes I, I will text her if I see that she's looking for uh, an art or a band or something. I'll be like, well, I'm, I'm free. Let's go have some fun. You know, yeah. let's go jam. Or it's me calling him going, hey, Kyle. Yeah. So this guy backed out on me. Yeah. And I need you to save my rear end again. That's usually how it is. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's so much fun to get to play with you. Me too. That's all. So Faith, tell me about Jesus and Jones. So... Um, Rick called me, gosh, it's been years ago, he called me, and uh, I was looking for some material for a new album, and I kind of shared with him um, when we were at one of the bars downtown in Nashville one, one night, kind of what I was looking for, and I mentioned to him that you hear songs about Waylon, you hear songs about Willie, you hear songs about all these different artists in Nashville, but rarely do you hear a song about George Jones? Yeah. And he said, well, I got one. I said, well, God, I really loved, I'd love to hear it. So he sent me the demo. And actually, I believe it was Mindy Campbell that was singing, singing the demo, which is Craig Campbell's um, wife. And it sounded amazing. I immediately fell in love with the song. And uh, I called him and I said, hey, Rick, I, I want to record this. He said, well, we got a problem. He said, uh, one of the major labels has put a hold on it. So I can't do anything with it until they decide what they want to do with it. Fast forward a few years, um, George had passed away, and he said, well, I got good news. And I said, well, what's that? He said, the George Jones song, uh, the label has released it. They're not recording it, so if you, if you want it, it's yours. So I said, well, yeah, I want it. Wow. So, um, and unfortunately, Rick passed away during the, the COVID pandemic, and uh, he didn't get to hear the recording of it, but it is one that we're putting on the next album. One made wine, the other one drank it. One spoke the gospel, the other one sang it. One gave salvation, the other one needed. One was faithful, the other one cheated. Amazing grace. I was raised and live by it now From the cross to a field of stone well, I thank God for Jesus and Jones One healed hearts, the other one souls one gave life, the other broke mold. Either one can bring you to your knees. 
awesome of the one a king amazing grace in his sweet sound I was raised and live by it now from the Faith, thank you so much for that song. And tell me what you got coming up next so we can expect from Faith Jackson. Me, me personally, um, I am living in Nashville full time, um, and I've spent a little less time on the road and a lot more time in town so that I can network with people right. My next plan is the big push for I'm finally going to put out an album that's not produced by someone who doesn't understand my artist direction so that I can actually have a hands-on uh, experience in producing, co-producing, and writing. It's going to be all original music, nothing that I've gone out and purchased from other writers. My hand will be right in the middle of the pot um, writing. So the next album that I put out will be lyrically written or co-written by me. And um, I'm hoping to have that out soon. Um, if not by the fall, hopefully maybe at the beginning of the year. Um, so doing a lot of co-writing, a lot of networking in Nashville. Stewing and doing a lot of touring. I've got some pretty big festivals coming up like Angel City Bike uh, Rally that we're doing in October. We have plans to be at Biketoberfest. Um, also with Kyle, mm -hmm. I'm trying to plan a West Coast tour where we'll go out to uh, South Dakota and those areas out there. And one of the things I'm really excited about is I'm actually coming out with my own hat brand. I'm oh, doing custom hats. Yeah. So nice. they're cool, dude. Yeah. They're cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. How many, how many albums do you, how many albums do you have? Total that I've actually put out, um, two, two but yeah. they're two full how albums. Can people listen to this? Listen. They can go to Amazon, Spotify, CD baby, any of that YouTube, any of that, um, any of those, places like that very cool very cool so what do y'all think about music like the love for music and doing what you love y'all are just so that's right i'll it's let you go first Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> i mean what does it do for you man when it comes to music in general uh whether it's songwriting singing drumming playing guitar whatever I think that the simplest way to describe it is that musicians speak a language that's understood uh, universally. And we're able to put emotions that people can't put it into words and, and perform a song that embodies these emotions that a lot of people don't understand within themselves. Um, and from the, from the musical perspective, from the musician's perspective, Man, uh, it's it's a need. I think once you once you reach a certain point as a musician, it's no longer I want to go out and play in front of people or you know like when I was in high school and I started playing, it was hey I want the girls to notice me or I want the, you know I want they still them do. yeah <laughs> you like it uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but it it became less of 
less of seeking approval from those around me and more of a need for myself and, and a way to help others. I've always said, uh, like how music is a universal language. Um, mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't matter even if someone doesn't understand the lyrics because of a difference in languages, they can still feel the emotion from the music. But I also feel from the musician side of it, I always say it's a disease because doing it as long as I have, there's been several times where I, I want to say, that's it. I quit. <laughs> I'm tired of this. I'm over it. I mean, two days later, you're going, it, yeah. where's the next show? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. even, even, in, even in my current relationship, um, I've had plenty of times and bless him. He's, he's had plenty of times that he's had to deal with it. I walk in the door and I slam the door and I'm like, you know what? I'm so done with this. I'm over it. I think this, I heard you say that last oh, week. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> On the phone with me absolutely. going, I'm so sick of this. I think yeah. I'm done. And I was like, no, you're absolutely. not. <laughs> but it's a disease. You try to walk away from it and, you can't get away. It's you're yeah. addicted. I, yeah. I think if it's in your blood yeah. to be a musician, there's absolutely no way you can walk away from it until you just expire and you and that's the only choice you have. Yeah. Because over the I'm gonna say twenty plus years that I've been doing it, um, I've had plenty of times where I've looked up at the sky and said, God, okay, I don't know how I'm paying my truck payment. I don't know how I'm gonna put food on the table. So I'm just going to go get a regular job. And then God says, yeah, well, I'm not going to open that door for you, though, because you've got to go through this one. So um, you just maintain and keep going, because um, even if I did try to walk away from it, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. You're not you're never happy when you're, I've I mean, I've worked other jobs where I made a lot of money. I made a lot of money and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the money didn't matter. Uh, none, none of it really mattered. It, it all came back down to, you know, and I think I speak for you on this too. Is I, I'm just not happy unless I'm performing, actively Absolutely. performing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you make those sacrifices to do what you love. Oh, right? yeah. And that's kind of a big yeah. thing. Like with the drums, I'm the same way too. I'm just be like, you know what? Freaking done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody call me up when we do something some fun and crazy. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, one, just one more yeah. time. It's yeah. like, ooh, that piqued my interest. You know, we <laughs> our our band collectively this weekend we had a perfect example of why we continue to do what we do, and I we all talked about it all, when we were stopping, and we had a young boy who was sitting in the audience this past weekend, and man, he was just rocking out and requesting all kinds of songs that were like. Holy cow, how does this kid even know the song? Yeah. He's like nine years old. That was cool. And he was just having so much fun. And like every song, he was up there tipping us with candy. And we're like, yes, sweets. But when we got done and actually got to talk to his family, we found out he was terminally ill. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just having so much fun. And then we wake up this morning and we have an email from his mom who wasn't at the show just to say, thank you for taking the time with my child and making such a big impression in her life. And to me, as a musician, it's it's not about always what I'm getting. It's what, what can I give? Because mm-hmm. I feed off of their energy. And when I have somebody walk up to me after a show, regardless of how much I'm getting paid or not getting paid, if I have someone who walks up and says, that touched me emotionally or it affected my life in a positive way, the money doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. 
Mass Effect because y'all played a lot of effort. I mean, just when we, just show you the last this weekend. Mm -hmm. Y'all been driving? How long y'all been driving? Y'all been driving like a while. It took there. us thirteen hours to get there. To get there, I started losing track of days. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> be yeah. honest. Yeah. It took us thirteen hours to get there. I mean, y'all are, I mean, putting it into the grind. Mm -hmm. I mean, that right there yeah. is what a lot of people ain't wanting to do too. No, and, and I think you're right. Like a lot of people think that this is easy. It's not. It's not like a, a prime example of this is we just drove 13 hours, do these shows. We're going to drive another eight or 10 hours to get back tomorrow. I'm shooting a music video, uh, as an, as an artist, I'm, I'm going to shoot a music video. The next day I'm going to do an artist gig singing the next day I'm going to drum. And then, uh, after that, the next day you have a co-write and then I have a co-write. <laughs> yeah. And then I have a co-write. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And I have to be up in the morning by seven. I have to perform mm -hmm. at 10 AM. So yeah, you don't get to slow down. No. <laughs> so you really got to kind of be paired up with that person that you can like say co-write together. Right. Because mm -hmm. A lot of times music has to have a, some sort of another angle to it to make right. it, bring it. Yeah. Just, sometimes it can be ridiculous when you write stuff by yourself. Right. It can, you yeah. And the person into it is like beat off each other. Right, absolutely. Really That's crazy. so true. Yeah. It definitely makes a difference. Because you have a, I mean, you're when you're writing, you're pouring emotion and you're pouring your own, um, your own experiences into the song. So if it, sometimes when you're just solo writing, it tends to get a little too personal in the sense that no one can really understand it. So one person might listen to it and think that it's silly. But when you're co-writing, uh, you know, you're writing this song, it's getting too personal. Your co-writer might say, oh, that doesn't make sense. Makes perfect sense to you because it's your experience. It's your experience, your life. Yeah. You get two different perspectives exactly, yeah. on the same subject matter. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I was doing like when I was trying to write music. Sometimes I'd write one part of it then i would just wait at all times to go back and listen to it like i'll have it set up yeah so that's the first like as soon as i wake up in the morning press play and hear it like yeah first right. thing you do you know and you hear it differently because you're right not, sometimes you're not all there yeah right yeah you know, or if you're, you're especially when you're just go go yeah. go 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 and, and then you're just listening to it and it's like all right does that need anything yeah right. go through it with that kind of mm -hmm. i've had the same thing happen yeah. in the studio when i think that the song is where it needs to be and then i get in the studio with the musicians and want somebody play something just a little bit different. It's like, oh, wait, no, okay, total different direction. And yeah. then, you know, the producer looks at you like, what? <laughs> you know, or yeah. you or you record it one way. You take the rough home and you go home and listen to it. And you're like, nope, I hear this. Yeah. And you go in and, and change it. So, so oh, y'all yeah. do a lot of play, playing out and stuff like that. Do y'all do like a lot of like birthday parties and stuff like that? Do y'all do that kind of stuff? Um, any kind of like events that happen like locally like so somebody want to say i want to hire faith jackson to come play it oh I, you know i do i have yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Have, I have people back home all the time which you know because i'm gonna tell you I've, i've met some people locally that do that around here mm -hmm. make mega bucks oh yeah i'm talking like 15 two thousand dollars a week bucks yeah in different those, seasons those, those private know, events you can make a lot of money <laughs> yeah the private the private events you know the thing for me about private events is i i have to step away sometimes when i'm trying to do the booking on that because i get too personal with yeah. people and and i'm like oh man i don't but i, I have to yeah. kind of step away and go wait uh th this is my career this is what i'm doing you know i i had one person one time who called me and he's about from back home in Georgia and he's like well yeah but we're friends and I'm like yeah I understand that but you're also a plumber you want to come to my house in Nashville and fix my plumbing for me for free because I don't think you're gonna do that you know yeah and this this is what I do for a living yeah. so 
you know, yeah, I can give you a break. We're friends. I'm going to give you the friend discount. But, but, but yeah. Um, but, no, I love doing private events. And I'll tell you why. It's because that's, that's when you actually get to be one-on-one with the people that are keeping you alive they, yeah. they're it's keeping your music alive and your career alive and i it i tried cool. to learn that quick yeah <laughs> i um generally speaking like if i'm drumming for somebody like if i'm drumming if i'm going out to play for faith i'll play anywhere um when i'm going out as trujillo as the artist i do have to be a little bit more reserved with private events because of the subject matter that i touch on <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah um because I, I definitely like, I mean, you know, my music, it's, yeah. it's all, it's, it's, it gets pretty, I, I don't know. How would, how would you describe it? Well, I would say the thing that I like about Kyle as an artist is nothing is off limits for discussion. That's true. Yeah. Um, he, he, <laughs> yeah, it is true. <laughs> he can write about any yeah. subject matter and he's going to write it to, from the perspective of how he feels about it and some people might like it some people might not and so um sometimes on public events you know you gotta be kind of (laughs) wary you know i don't want to be like yelling out the crazy lyrics that i have in my songs and then you see like an eight-year-old right in front of you you know and you're like whoops yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you're actually so you are a drummer Mm -hmm. and you are a songwriter Mm -hmm. musician singer yeah man um well so as a drummer i still like i said i still go out and uh i perform with other artists uh that has been fewer like uh, it's not as often as it used to be uh i'm a session drummer in nashville um but primarily i'm a songwriter and an artist um most of my career at this point is spent singing writing um when I'm not doing that, if I'm drumming, 90% of the time it's studio work. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 very interesting to go from that, to go from being a, a player and a purely, a, purely a player to being an artist because I have the luxury of being able to see from two different perspectives. I can, Absolutely. S- yeah, so like <laughs> I can understand what my musicians feel like because I was them. Yeah. And then I can also understand yeah. what the artist feels like yeah. because it's yeah. crazy how that will make you so much of a better drummer when you start. Oh my God. Yeah. It simplifies your playing. It really does. So I'm, I'm already a really busy drummer. So when I went to being an artist and then also doing session work, I noticed that I matured as a drummer in the sense that when I was doing session work, it was learning that I needed the song to sound a certain way as an artist, I realized as a drummer, I need to simplify. It's not about making myself look good. It's about making this song sound perfect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that might only require, you know, sometimes that's yeah. hard for yeah. a Like, cause I can say that since I don't really, since when I get on the guitar, sometimes I want just a simple style of drumming. Yeah. When I'm on the drums, I'm like, let's play. Yeah, you're like. <laughs> 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 but here lately, like when I get on the drums, I'm like too cautious now because I know how I don't like. Yeah. Then you got the artist standing in front of you, turn around, giving you the evil eye, like, mm-hmm. what are you doing back there? Do you do? That's, <laughs> see, that's another reason, though, that I like playing with you because I go, I'm just over there, like, <laughs> and, like and face <laughs> turn around, like, rock and roll. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I try to be easy going. On. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, try to, anyway. I do lose it occasionally. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, it's cool, man. Yeah. 
Um, so you got to play some really cool hi-hats. Yes. Tell me about these bad boys. Oh, these. These are the ones that... 13 JoJo Mayer. Yeah, so can you... First off, can you zoom in so they can see that? <laughs> I want them to see how thick that is. Jojo Mayer is a, he's a bad boy drummer. Oh, yeah, he is. These things are... This is the bottom hi-hat. I was shocked at um, how thick it was, how much of a chunky little click it got. Um, I was really surprised at the tone too so these had a much darker tone than i'm used to i usually use real bright symbols um they were fantastic for hi-hat work so i'm a big carter beauford fan um huge carter beauford fan and all his stuff is hi-hat work you know so when i start when i had first heard these i was like that's that's cool man you get that nice rebound you get a uh, high stick definition fantastic yeah. they're not great though if you're trying to go for a trashy sound yeah. they're too they're they're too like staccato yeah, you gotta be really on point with yeah, those, like, yeah. Brrr, yeah 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 really so fast, if, yeah it's uh, you have is to that be a word? Brrr, brrr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, word yeah 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 you know brrr and boom boom pop boom I'm going to tell you on record what I do not like about a drummer is somebody who's light-handed. I like a heavy hand on a drummer. I like somebody who's got a heavy hand and a heavy foot um, because I try to keep my shows high energy. Um, <clears throat> I try not to do a whole lot of slow songs. So I, I used to play on stage barefoot all the time until I had a manager for a while who was like, you need to wear shoes when you're on stage. So I started wearing shoes, but the reason that I, I wouldn't wear shoes, everybody thought it was just because I was country and from the backwoods of South Georgia, but it was because I liked feeling the vibration from the, the kick drum. I liked feeling the vibration that was coming from the drummer. So if I played with somebody who was really light on the foot or really light on the hand, I couldn't feel that. So I didn't get, I just I felt like I couldn't get into my show as much. So when I have somebody behind me who's drumming, who just kind of sits back there and is quiet, it, it doesn't work. I need animal on the drums. Like if, I have, <laughs> if I could have the perfect drummer, it would be animal in human form. <laughs> I, I think that would that'd be, be it. awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yes, exactly. That would be the perfect drummer. So what do you look for in the sound of the drum? Outlaw drums, pretty much. <laughs> no, I, I no for real like not not kidding i'm i'm a huge fan of your drums um for a lot of reasons every every time i've heard a different snare that you have i like the warm like it's warm but at the same time it's like pop. it's like a it's like a really crisp it's got a lot of attack yeah, yeah yeah um i like that i like i i'm kind of into like the eerie darker sounds of drums like um i like everything to have um, I don't know, I guess because I, I like that animal sound, as I guess I'm calling it, I, I don't like the drums to sound like they're, and I don't know the drum lingo, so y'all can figure out what that is. <laughs> I, I know, chicka-boom, uh, I, I like everything to have just kind of a warm, dark, full, I like it really full. I don't like anything to sound thin. Like, I don't want to hear somebody hit a, a tom and it go, tink. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't stand that. I like it motivates the band as a group. If absolutely. Sound good, sound good, everybody's mm-hmm. gonna make each other look right. Good. Yeah. We're gonna come together as a point. When absolutely. I'm putting together a band, the first person I want to find is the drummer, because I I like to keep direct communication with my drummer. It's it's kind of funny. <laughs> this may not be the greatest thing to say on a podcast, but it's kind of funny. I've told drummers over over the years when they say, "Well, how, what do you want me to do on the song? Just watch." My legs, my butt, or my hand signals <laughs> because I'm going to give it to you because I'm going to yeah. be dancing around on stage. And I, it's like, you don't want to tell your, especially when you're in a relationship, don't watch my butt. But no, <laughs> like, it's just because I dance and I move around on stage so much. So, like, I need, mm-hmm. I need to know that I'm playing with a drummer who's going to understand that I want high energy. Yeah. It, and I tell them all the time, I don't want dead time. So, I don't care what you're, what we're doing in between songs. Find something you can do that's going to lead us into the next song to keep people going. So if I if I get a drummer who's shy on stage or, or more reserved in how they're playing, I just feel like it kills the whole vibe yeah. overall for me. Um, so I, my first thing to do is to find a drummer, drummer that I feel like is going to do that. They're kind of hard to find. Ergo, Kyle. <laughs> Animal. Yeah. <laughs> and human and it's, form. And it's nice, too. It's a nice, you gotta have a nice touch. Yeah. Yes. You gotta know that instrument. You don't just hit it. You gotta... No. Well, you yeah. have to know it. And I think it's also... It's a leader's instrument. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but I mean... Any good drummer is going to lead Absolutely. every hit. They're going to lead the entire show from the background, and you'll never know it. But you will know that every single hit in those songs was dead on, and right before you heard, da-da! <laughs> you know? That's one of the things I like about Kyle is, and, and several other drums, drummers that I've played with, Cam Smith is kind of the same. Yeah, he's the Cam's same good. way, and he's a guy. Cam plays that, for me, too. Yeah, he's a guy he's that fantastic. plays with us. and. Sometimes I can hear them behind me communicating, hey, look at me, you know, and I know that he's back there leading the band and he's getting ready to take the band and to do something just because I try to generally get people that have worked with me enough that that can read me as an artist and know what I'm going to do. And you're you're an easy artist to read. You really are. You're she's. Is she like breaks it up perfectly each time, or is she just kind of go with the flow? Want to do another course to do it? It's it oh, is yeah. it is that yeah. But I mean, she'll even she'll turn around and just go like that, or like we're going hand again, signals. and it's a, actually those hand signals. I learned to do that from you. Oh wow! Yeah, so I have a yeah. I I turn to my drummers. I go two step here. Yeah. You know, keep it going. Turn around. Like you get, stop here. Yeah. Run to the, the top. top, yeah. <laughs> I I actually can play anywhere between a well four piece, including me, up to one, two, three, four, five, seven or eight. I I actually have a steel player that I call on. I've got a guy who's a tremendous fiddle player, but is also a guitar player that I can call on. Um, a keyboard player. The keyboard player is actually from Georgia. His name is Warren Nichols. Oh, Warren's and, the best. Uh, he's an amazing he's so good. keyboard player. Um, so I, but you know, unfortunately, we've kind of hit a time, um, as far as shows and stuff like that. It's really tough as an independent artist to find shows where you can give a full on band performance, where you can bring everybody out 
to the mm-hmm. show. A lot of times you end up being able only to take four or five pieces. So, yeah. So if anybody's out there that would like to hear full Jackson in full mode, <laughs> give me a call. Because <laughs> I, I would love, and actually we are hoping to be able to do that for Angel City. I'm hoping that we'll have uh, fiddle, keys, banjo, fiddle guitar. Keys. Oh yeah. 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 It's, and you're right. Right now it is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it was from 2020 i a mean a lot of venues closed yeah they, the yeah. whole music industry took a massive hit and we're just now starting to get back but it's hard you know it's hard for the venue owners it's hard for the fans to get out it's hard for the artists to go out for for the pay that the venue owners can afford yeah. but I mean, what i love to say is y'all are doing y'all are doing what you love to do yeah, I mean, man. Like y'all yeah I'll quit when I'm old and finally somebody says, yeah, I'm not coming to look at your old button. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Loretta Lynn was playing into her 80s. Yeah, so. She still plays. Loretta yeah. still plays. So. I think as long as you have boys, you don't want to sing. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, absolutely. Well, it's not, like, it's not like a sport. You know, it's not like we're going to age out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, as you get older, you guys are liking different stuff. Yeah. You mm-hmm. get kind of introduced to new things all the time. That, that is the thing about music. I like music. stuff now that I did not like when I was a kid. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that's true. In music, too, it's um, as an artist, when you're when you're trying to focus on your own artistry, you also have to, in the back of your mind, think about, okay, what's going to be relevant to a population that I'll be able to hold? So mm-hmm. um, Kyle and I were having a discussion of you really kind of have to know who you are as an artist and who your fan base is and who you're going to focus and promote your music to because not everybody's going to like the same thing yeah so um you have to kind of hone in on on who you are as an artist and go after that fan base um because when you're an independent artist you don't have like a major label backing you with thousands of dollars to just throw it out there to the masses and say okay here it goes throw the dice what's going to happen you have to be a lot more focused about who your artist is and where you're spending your money and how you're spending your money. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Faith. So I am super excited to see your next adventure and your next, uh, what Faith Jackson is doing. You always got something going on. It's, I'm trying. It's very interesting to, to see. Well, I appreciate that. I'm always we're always watching what you're doing. I'm all I always tell I told him on the way down here. Man, Mike's got just great content. He's got so much stuff yeah. that he puts out. He's so good at it, and he's always on me about. It. I don't have enough, which is true. Right now, and you need somebody like that in your life mm-hmm. to to do that to encourage you. So it's good to have people like you.
just want to say thank you for listening to another episode. And just want to say, I um, first of all, I just want to say I'm sorry. I want to apologize because I haven't been posting um, episodes continuously like we should. Uh, just a whole lot going on. Sometimes it's very difficult. You know, we got a whole lot of stuff going on right now. We're doing a collaboration with uh, Jasper Guitar Company um, out of some very interesting beechwood, some reclaimed beechwood. And they're building a guitar, we're building a drum out of the exact same wood. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, cannot wait to be able to, uh, to do it. Tony is just an, a, an amazing uh, luthier, uh, knows music, knows guitars, very good. You know, and it's just one of them things where you just kind of start having an appreciation for handcrafted instruments a little bit more, you know? Also want to give a huge shout out to... Our Patreons over there. Thank you for all your support over there, guys. Oh my gosh, you're guys, you, you're just, I mean, all I can say it, you know, you're amazing. You are amazing. Thank you for all you do. And it just, it means the world to me. It means the world to us, you know, 